You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Good morning. Welcome to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio for Monday, the 11th of April 2022. We acknowledge the Orangery people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. My name's Chris, and Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a weekly radio show broadcast from Naram, Melbourne, Australia, from 3CR Radical Radio, and we're about bicycles, micro-mobility, urban transport, and today we deviate slightly from two wheels onto e-scooters because there's e-scooter trials at the moment been happening since uh, i think early march in uh, yarra melbourne and port phillip so i'm having a chat to local carlton resident helen about how she uses e-scooters in and about the inner suburbs Local news, linear trail master plans out for consultation. That's the bit that a lot of us use between North Fitzroy and Royal Park. I will put the details into the podcast description. And that's a survey that's going to be open till Sunday, the 1st of March. Also, as I've repeated many times on the show in the last little while, moving forward, which is the draft transport strategy for Yarra, is now open for consultation until Monday, the 25th. Of April so you've got more time to get your words in and things you need to say so that's yoursay.com.au and look for moving forward and a fresh look at Linear Parklands Master Plan. You've probably heard uh, news about VCAT decision for a, a large retailer not going ahead in the Brunswick region and no doubt Faith will be discussing that in detail on next week's show because that really had severe implications for you know, active transport and people simply moving around that uh, corridor if it had gone ahead. So well done and brilliant news for all the hard work that Morlenberg and a whole bunch of people put into opposing that development and more soon after the break. I'm going to be chatting to Helen about e-scooters, her experiences, and the ongoing trials. Hi there, music lovers. It's Jane. And Joe here. From Music Music Matters. Matters. We're here to remind and encourage you to either renew or subscribe to this extraordinary volunteer-based community radio station that is 3CR. Why? Well, for over 45 years, since 1976, it has provided a space for underrepresented voices and independent musicians outside of the commercial mainstream. We curate and talk to artists that entertain and inform you, whether it's personal, political or both. 3CR plays at least 55% Australian music each week, but Music Matters is always way above that. So the choice is yours. 
that will be good for your soul. $35 unwaged or concession. $75 waged. And $150 for solidarity, band or organisation. Go online for further details. 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Or ring the station during business hours. 9419 8377. You can listen to Music Matters from noon till 2 every, every Friday. Friday. Hi Chris, it's Helen. I live in North Carlton and I use scooters. How did you come across using scooters and some of the interesting things in Victoria about using e-scooters? I first used scooters when I was travelling interstate. I remember seeing them street and uh, being a bit nervous to get on them because they looked large and powerful. And then testing it out interstate and thinking when I got home it would be a convenient way to get into the city from where I live, given that I live in the inner city. And so I decided to buy one, actually. I picked one up and purchased one, and that was in the times when it wasn't necessarily okay in Victoria to have one. So it was a decision I made, taking a risk that I knew I was taking, but um, I'm really glad to see the trial is underway. think about the reliability of buying something like off you just said you, you bought it during a bit of a interesting time like an emerging product what's your reflections upon that it is an emerging product it's i think it still is so i purchased from a supplier that supplied lots of different brands of scooter and what that meant you know when you buy a car you go to a particular brand you you know you pick a brand you buy it from that brand that brand knows how that brand works and they're able to maintain it for you if you want to or you can go to your local mechanic with scooters because it's an emerging product there's so many different repair processes that you can go through but for me mine was quite reliable but when it got cold the battery started to fail and it was quite challenging to get that fixed and get that repaired. So I ended up having to go to a fair trading office in the state where it was sold to me. And then, and then that was the only way I could resolve the issues with it. So it wasn't a reliable product, the one that I purchased. But I do see that there are lots of them that are reliable. And I know that the ones that are on the street that you hire in Victoria at the moment are just i can tell from my experience of using them and hiring them that they're much more reliable they're also a lot heavier but they're yeah there's definitely an emerging product and it still is so i'm a bit i'm a bit reluctant to buy another one at this point yeah so the after sales service for that sort of thing like e-scooters hasn't really matured in the market yet so it's, it's a bit buyer beware would you say yeah. that was still the case yeah, I, well, I mean, I, I think now that there's a tr there's um, e-scooters on the street in, our, in my local area, I'd be pretty reluctant to purchase one at this point until I've got a good sense of the after-sale service from, from, from others. But uh, I think if there, was, if, if there wasn't one in my area, if I lived further out, then I would absolutely buy one again yeah. and just uh, accept the risk and pick one that's, that's a popular brand and that, that lots of people are getting and being prepared and have capacity to deal with the electronics in it. Yeah, and what, what's it like in terms of the charging sort of uh, process you have to go through? Uh, I found it quite easy. I was able to 
carry mine up the stairs in my apartment because it was light and I would just plug it into the wall and then the next morning it was well and truly charged. I picked mine on the basis of how long the battery would last. I actually was quite conscious about that. Other people have purchased ones that run out of battery relatively quickly, but I had good confidence that mine could get me to work and home from work. But while I was at work, I would charge it. You said you started riding scooters or the e-scooters while you were interstate. How did you find that in context to Victoria? At the time, it felt like Victoria was way behind in terms of getting scooters on the road. The laws in Victoria, the road laws are literally different in Victoria anyway. But was, So I've hired them in South Australia and Adelaide in the ACT in Canberra and I've seen them in Queensland. I can't remember if I've actually hired one in Queensland. It struck me as, you know, in Canberra where it's committed to both ride a bike and a scooter on footpaths, it was a very convenient way of getting around a city that's not terribly well serviced for public transport, whereas South Australia, it was a great way to get into the city from through the parklands and not having to use other forms of transport like the cars, rideshare and things like that. With Melbourne, I feel like there was, and in, in Queensland, you can ride any scooter, and I think that's the case in the ACT too, with Melbourne, I feel like I'm not quite sure what the laws are at any one time. And I know there's a trial underway because I live in the area, but I don't really know what the rules actually are. So Yeah, that's something because the, the trials that are on at the moment, what, in three LGA areas, including Yarrow, if I've got that correct, I don't think is it private use of e-scooters is legal. Seems to me to be shooting ourselves in our foot. Like it just so I know that I've described the it as an emerging product, and therefore you know there's challenges with consumer protection and things like that. But the idea that you can't purchase a scooter and use it on the road if it's low wattage, in the same way that you would use an e-bike, that just seems to be a way to get more people onto public transport when we need people off the public transport, so that people from further out can use that the trams. So, what distances would you use it over? I would be happy, you know, like if it's a if it's a 40-minute walk, it's a great way to not have to get on a tram. So, you know, from one end of the city of Yarra into the CBD would be, you know, the, probably the, the distance that you'd, you'd like to be able to do it. Uh, I have tried to go from on a private scooter from the city of Yarra out to Layla. That's where I started to experience the challenges because I thought that would be worth testing. Like it was sort of going out for dinner with friends on a Saturday night, so I just thought I'd give it a go and see how it went. Then doing that was pushing the boundaries of the scooter, I think. But um, I think you can take them on quite a distance if you've got the battery charged well. When disaster hits a group of islands scattered around the ocean like Tonga, it is evident how the responses and actions can be difficult for these multitude of uh, beings have no idea what to do, plus no equipment or tools to work with. And the impact will show on everything, physically, mentally, financially, and people due to being uninformed and unequipped. So maybe this is, um, this is a question for the Tongan government. How can you manage situation like this better in the future? Subscribe to 3CR, informed, articulate and alternative. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03 9419 8377.
both know there's a lot of discussion about this use of e-scooters around Melbourne. Oh, it just seems to be people are using it. We're not sure, so we're just going to do some really generalised criticism of they're a pest or they're a menace and not really understanding why there's, one, there's trials and two, why people are using them and why this product is happening. If I was a, and if you're looking at it differently, depending on like who you are in that moment. So if you're driving a car, or if you're riding a bicycle, or if you're, and that's not an e-bike, but if you're riding a, a, a human-powered bike, as compared to it, there's also uh, other ways of looking at it. So I think if if you're looking at it as a driver of cars, e-scooter riders do have very unprotected in the sense that they they you know they're upright, they're going slower than the cars, and they, they can, and they can kind of come. From left field and you don't really notice them as much as a bicycle because there's something about the way that your center of gravity is on a bike that's different if you're riding a bike the anything that's e whether it's an e-bike or an e-scooter they can go quite quick and they can be a little bit especially if you're going say uphill the e-scooter person or the e-bike person can be going quite fast behind you and not realizing that they're going they're using their engine a bit more than you would be using your effort but i think there's sort of a bit of a uh, reaction against things like parking them in pathways and things like that. And I, I just I remember in the 90s people saying mobile phones were causing drug trafficking and it's just like obviously not the case. Like mobile phones are quite handy now. And I just think any new product people get uh, attribution issues and in the case of e-scooters there's attribution issues around everybody who does it. You have to see one of them doing something wrong and everybody who uses it does it wrong. That's just it's not the case. I think you're absolutely correct there. In terms of e-scooters are a new thing and therefore given, you know, like the churn of like the media cycle and this is kind of like what the criticism tends to be about without really understanding that this transport mode will mature and e-scooters are very popular for short and medium distances. Most importantly, they get us off the trams. The trams are absolutely chock-a-block full of people and if we can use e-scooters, particularly the higher ones, it can be, but personal ownership of them if you live in these parts of Melbourne, it just, it will get us off the trams and not be easy to get off the trams. Part of the ecosystem of transport. Oh, definitely. It, that post-COVID-19, you know, it's, it's people are using trams again in the inner suburbs and trying to catch public transport at peak commute times is problematic. So if there's a newer form of mobility like e-scooters, they can help free up space and add to transport options. It's overdue for yeah, different PT use, but we know there's a lot of ongoing projects. But uh, yeah, that's for another program lucky in the sense that I live close to the Rathdown Street so there's the buses that come down that Rathdown Street and they're quite good for getting into the city. People think I'm a bit strange for catching buses. It seems like if you live in the inner city you should only ever get a tram or walk but I think one of the things about e-scooters, I don't think people realise the diversity of the options that are available to someone on an e-scooter. This morning I went down to Fitzroy for something so I got an e-scooter from North Carlton to Fitzroy and then from there I walked across to a tram, got on a tram up to Office Works, and then went across and walked home from there. So it's it's part of a convenience kind of setting to get people out of the house too. So you found it um, relatively easy using these new e-scooters, you know, because we've got a trial in the city of Yarra. How have you gone? Like, how, how have you found it? Like finding an e-scooter on a regular basis if you're ready to go somewhere? 
Uh, usually I can get one within a couple of blocks of my place. Um, there are times, like this morning, I would have gotten on an e-scooter, but there wasn't one around me, so I got the tram. So it just depends. You can't, you can't plan assume they're going to be there, but you can plan on the hope that they will be, which is why the option for owning one should be looked at more carefully about how private ownership can play a part in the ecosystem of public transport in Victoria. From what you've mentioned so far, you found ease of use for this electric scooter trial really easy for you. But have you seen any like conflicts or anything that like a Department of Transport or Vic Roads could act upon? So some of them are defaulted to go slowly, which is good. Which is, I presume, to for safety reasons. It seems to me that when you're crossing large highways, having a faster uh, e-scooter is actually safer. So I usually get on it and immediately set it to faster and then I ride it at a you know, fairly low speed until those moments where I realise I need to go quicker to get across. I don't know if that's a, a, a supplier issue or a Vicroad slash um, systems issue. Yeah. So that's the first one. The second one is um, it, it seems to me there's an option for spots where you regular where they are they are regularly parked so in some jurisdictions there are spots where you know you'll go there and there'll be you know 10 of them lined up and you'll know that that's where you go to pick it up um, you can also get them on the street where they've been parked by someone who's used them but you know each morning you get up you go down there's 10 of them waiting you pick one up you drive off can you kind of give us a bit of an overview of what the costs are for using an e-scooter, or are there like you use an app? You know, what's what's a overview of it compared to other transport modes? Yeah, I have I suppose two apps, one for each of the suppliers. I have my card uh, linked up to that, and it goes through a process of paying on the app. Depends on how long you're on it, is how long it will charge you. So I, I don't know that going long distances on a hired one would be that cost effective compared to say a, a rideshare or a taxi so just you'd have to do the costing out to yourself i think it's probably at this point it's probably a bit cheaper to catch a bus to the city than it would be to get a e-scooter but it would depend on what options you've got around you around your decision making okay but yeah can you give it I'm just trying to like break down the cost a bit if someone's just during casual use. What would be like an hourly rate use of either of the uh, two kind of e-scooter options that are available? So under under ten dollars. When I hire one, it usually costs about five six dollars, uh, and so I'm not. I, I guess it's sort of. I just sort of let it go off a particular card that I use. So I can look up my last trip this morning with some. Um, uh, about five bucks. Um, yeah, you can do an e-wallet too, so you can load it, load money on there, so that it doesn't go outside your budget. CoHealth is a not-for-profit community health organisation providing health and support services in Melbourne. In late 2021, CoHealth facilitated a workshop for women from diverse cultural backgrounds on effective communication skills for social and professional settings. Positive outcomes for workshop participants were collaborative discussions in safe spaces and onward access to support services. 
To learn more about our services and programs, visit cohealth.org.au. CoHealth is a 3CR supporter. So yeah, that, it's kind of compa- it's actually quite comparative to uh, you know, PT use. If you touch on, touch off with the Mikey, as you know, many people would be budgeting for their transport costs. And yeah, just as a general thing, now, it, did you drive? I, I have had a car. It's recently been written off, so I'm just trying to decide whether to get another car. I probably won't at this point, given that the e-scooters and the trams are so good around here. But this, and the trip this morning was $6.40, which is probably a bit more than the trip that you would pay on the bus, but it's not that much more. So if it's going to get you to a better spot, then it would be, it might be worth the money. And it, because it's a regular spend, small amounts of money make a difference to your overall budget. So it, it's, a, it's a question for me about the possible prices that they recently for a repairable write-off with my insurer. And um, I think given that I live in an area where there are e-scooters, until while this trial's going on, I'll just, I won't bother buying a car. With your e-scooter use, have you uh, done shopping via um, e-scooter? And, you know, is there any, like, differences or uh, any, is it easier for you? Like, if you did your shopping on a bike, you, you just need to make sure you've got a bag that's able to take it. I did it this morning, um... I actually went to the shop near my house and walked home from that. But um, I carry a bike helmet with me, so I've got a tote bag, and I just have a bike helmet in there so that if I'm going to jump on the e-scooter, I've got that. So because I've got a tote bag anyway, I'll then put groceries in there if I need to. It actually makes it easier to get to one of the major supermarket brands, which can be a bit cheaper. Have you used an e-scooter at night? And, you know, what's, what's the differences with that in a bike? I, I've used the one that I owned at night, and I, I was completely fine with that. I had a decent, I bought a light, and I put a light, uh, light on the back of my, because your body's quite tall on these, so I put a flashing red light on, the, on, the, on my neck so that any car behind me could see, because the light is quite low. The red light at the back of it is quite low compared to, say, a bike. So I wanted to make sure people could see me, so I did that. Um, but I haven't used one of the higher ones at night yet. Okay. With the e-scooter trial that's on at the moment, especially in the city of Yarra, uh, are you aware of that? That's a trial and, you know, you're going to put some feedback in of your experiences of um, using this? Yeah, I will now that I've had this conversation. <laughs> trial should continue so I will actually engage in that democratic process to make sure that I keep um, keep in touch with it but I do hope that they uh, A, continue to permit the hired scooters and and B, that you can actually have personal ownership as well because it does seem to have a place in in the ecosystem of public transport. If you haven't tried one out, give it a go. They're, they're fun to ride, so you know, give it a go on your local street and just get confident before on it before you go on the major roads. But yeah, give them a crack. To enable 
change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter.
this week's Yarra Bicycle User Group radio program should be podcast soon on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or go to yarrabug.org forward slash radio if you want to find additional details of what we discussed today. These podcasts are produced at Melbourne activist radio station 3CR. Presenters are all volunteers and 3CR's existence depends upon the financial support of our listeners. Go to 3cr.org.au, click on the support tab and select either donate, subscribe, shop or fundraisers. Your subscription or donation keeps 3CR on air. CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.